is like the Billy Graham of Eritrea. They start to beat us. The military came in. Tapping out secret codes and... I got a boldness. Wow, I can't believe that he's actually here. So many of my friends, yeah, passed away. I'm not changing my mind to love him. Yeah, it's very, very, very bad. 13 hours by work from Eritrea to Ethiopia. If we lost our family or our marriage, we lost everything, everything. Every Sunday, they told us two verse and one song. The oldest, she's name is Rai, eight years old. God blessed to us by Rai. Yeah, in refuge camp. Rahi is loving and kind. She loves people and loves to care for them. She is very compassionate. Rahi is very fast. She likes to be a acrobat or gym, circus or something. One girl, Johannes, is shiny. He is very smart. One girl is humble. He talks about Christ and the Bible every day. He has the fear of God in his heart. We like to spend time together. We love to sing and dance to worship music here at home. All of us, even John dances. But we are new here, so we are still getting used to the area. You could just tell that uh, the respect people have for him, anywhere he goes, it's like, wow, I can't believe that John Congra, he has John Zeru Congra. Wow, it's like Billy Graham is here. I born in the country called Ethiopia, but I am Eritrean. Growing up in a Coptic church, which is like 99% there in Eritrea, uh, he met a pastor who led him to Christ. I was born in Eritrea, but my family escaped to Sudan. I became a Christian while I was in Sudan. By the time I was 15 years old, I was following Christ, and my family moved back to Eritrea. Ethiopia and Eritrea, they start fighting each other. From 1998 up to 2001, I was in the military when we worship in a, one church. We were baptized on the same day. The part is language. Her language is Arabic. So we did not talk much at first. Uh, so many times, God told me about the sunlight. I told about God who gave me the vision. I loved Jesus and I wanted to uh, follow what he did, what he showed me. Is God show me or uh, tell you something about our marriage? She said, no. <laughs> I told him I would pray about it. And if we loved each other, then maybe we would get married. The next time he was on military leave, he called me again. We discuss each other, and she said, yes, I know, that is the will of God to marry. Why, why you say uh, the day that I, when I ask you, uh, yes, but she said, the foundation of marriage is love, not vision, and <laughs> okay. 
We got engaged and I was very happy. But John could not stay. He had to go back to the military. I did not see him again for a very long time. From that day, we cannot contact each other for um, maybe nine years. Uh, persecuted in the army, witnessing to his fellow soldiers, and hung in a tree till he would shape up, and then was preaching at a church one uh, Sunday. Military surrounded to the compound, the church of the compound, and they put to us every into the truck. There was four or five church, every the same they did from every church, and for one all night we tied in the tree, they're hanging to us in the tree. He always goes like this, like they just strung him up there under the arms. After one week, we are in the jail. When I heard he had been arrested, I did not want to believe it. But years went by, and I did not see him or hear from him. After three and a half years, my mother-in-law and I decided to go to the jail to visit John before we left. I was arrested as well. I was praying with a group of women in the photo studio where I worked, and the military came in and arrested all of us. They did not treat us well in the jail, but I was able to share my faith with others. John and I still had no contact with each other. We were both in jail in different parts of the country, and there was no way to send a message. The government gave us five points. If you say, I'm not read again a Bible, I will not pray, I will not fellowship Christianity, I will not reflect the life of Christ. If you say, I will not witness to others, if you sign for this paper, you will be out automatically. If, if you did not to sign for this, there is another punishment. No, I'm, I'm not signed. Seven years in a shipping container, and man, this reads like something out of a movie. You know, just passing notes to each other and tapping out secret codes. When we is a bread, it is clash each other our teeth. It is bad time, and they gave us sometimes water, mm, one liter or something. They not give us a shower. Yeah, it is very, very, very bad, but there is a grace, <laughs> more grace in that area. I got a peace. I got a boldness. I was a leader in the underground. we sharing the word of God. This guy is really the real thing. He got them all in there and said, all right, so how many Catholic, Pentecostal, Baptist, Methodist, whatever, Coptic? Guess what, guys? We're all in here together now. So let's throw all that out the window because we ain't going to make it otherwise. We're going to be in here a long time. So in the day of the persecution of in the prison, we love each other. So many people decided to become a Christian. 
so many people, my friends, they are passed away. I'm not changing my mind to love him and to wait for him, because we never know when God will change our situation. I was in jail for one year and three months. I was not officially released from the jail. The living conditions in the jail were very bad, and I started having bad dental problems. So they sent me to the city for a dentist appointment. But when I left the dentist's office, the guards were gone. So I took advantage of the opportunity and left. I did not return to the jail. I escaped and made it home. I hid there for a year before I felt that it was safe for me to start working at the photo studio again. They started to beat us and they hanging me. So I need some miracle. I pray immediately within 10 minutes. One um, person, he broke the jail and he is out from the jail, breaks through. They forget about us. The highest military in the division, he said, don't go out from this compound. We lived in that for one year. The highest persecution we got is in that last day, the last year. But God did some miracle. They released us. I could not believe that he was standing there in front of me. I thought I was dreaming. But after we spent the day together, I finally began to believe it was real and that he had really come back. I'm not seen her nine years. Yeah, I'll never forget that day. Every day I remember. After one month, she crossed the border with guide, with guide. She paid for the guide. 13 hours by work. She came to Ethiopia, from Eritrea to Ethiopia, the border. After one month, I followed her, but I helped to other people. I entered to Ethiopia within four or five percent. I asked everyone to pray that John would make it across the border. Yeah, she said, if not all, Christian, if Christian, or all Christian. The refugee camp is very, very hard, especially to send night. I finished my first degree program. We start to go in the United Nations. Refuge Center, they ask about what was in the prison. By that case, they uh, accept us. We can come to here by refugee. We are new about here uh, in America. Since we're the only church in this neighborhood, we are the gateway for people to walk in off the street and say, you know, welcome to America. There was so many prophets. They told me about 
So I know I come to America. So many people, they help to us, uh, help to us like Baba Jim. He's a brand name in Eritrea. People call him constantly on his cell phone saying, what should we do? And he's smuggling things in there, which we probably shouldn't talk about. We decided after seven years in America, we will establish one church. But when after I'm coming in America, it was hard to work every 12 hours or 30 hours. I cannot minister uh, to myself or to my family. Uh, that is very, very, sometimes I say to God, is I'm sure you are calling to me. In the day of prison, I pray, I reading, look, look like now. I'm working with FedEx, not my desire. My desire is to minister. There is a freedom in physical, but not in free, spiritual. It is not free. It is hard to, especially, to live, to read or something. It is very, very hard than the prison. But in, there is need or something in home. If we lost our family or our marriage, we lost everything, everything. Marriage and family is a plan of God. We have to protect our marriage and our family because that is what the enemy will attack first. The enemy will try to destroy families in order to attack and weaken the church. If we are able to keep our families, we will be able to keep the church. If we keep our marriage or our family, by the grace of God, we can get everything. Every day I remember what God did for us. God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all-loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world. <laughs>